Chapter 8 of The Portent This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson The Portent by George MacDonald Chapter 8 The Somnambulist One night I was sitting in my room, devouring an old romance which I had brought from the library. It was late. The fire blazed bright, but the candles were nearly burnt out, and I grew sleepy over the volume, romance as it was. Suddenly I found myself on my feet, listening with an agony of intention. Whether I had heard anything I could not tell, but I felt as if I had. Yes, I was sure of it, far away, somewhere in the labyrinthine pile. I heard a faint cry. Driven by some secret impulse, I flew without a moment's reflection to the closet door, lifted the tapestry within, unfastened the second door, and stood in the great waste echoing hall, amid the touches light and ghostly of the cobweb set afloat in the eddies occasioned by my sudden entrance. A faded moonbeam fell on the floor, and filled the place with an ancient dreamlight which wrought strangely on my brain, and filled it as if it, too, were but a deserted, sleepy house, haunted by old dreams and memories. Recollecting myself, I went back for a light, but the candles were both flickering in the sockets and I was compelled to trust to the moon. I ascended the staircase. Old as it was, not a board creaked, not a banister shook. The whole felt solid as rock. Finding at length no more stair to ascend, I groped my way on, for here there was no direct light from the moon, only the light of the moonlit air. I was in some trepidation, I confess, for how should I find my way back? But the worst result likely to ensue was that I should have to spend the night without knowing where, for with the first glimmer of morning I should be able to return to my room. At length, after wandering into several rooms and out again, my hand fell on a latched door. I opened it and entered a long corridor with many windows on one side. Broad strips of moonlight lay slantingly across the narrow floor, divided by regular intervals of shade. I started, and my heart swelled, for I saw a movement somewhere. I could neither tell where nor of what. I was only aware of motion. I stood in the first shadow and gazed, but saw nothing. I sped across the light to the next shadow, stood again looking with fearful fixedness of gaze towards the far end of the corridor. Suddenly a white form glimmered and vanished. I crossed to the next shadow, again a glimmer and vanishing, but nearer. Nerving myself to the utmost, I ceased the stealthiness of my movements and went forward slowly and steadily. A tall form apparently of a woman dressed in a long white robe appeared in one of the streams of light threw its arms over its head gave a wild cry which notwithstanding its wildness and force 
had a muffled sound as if many folds either of matter or of space intervened and fell at full length along the moonlight amidst the thrill of agony which shook me at the cry i rushed forward and kneeling beside the prostrate figure discovered that unearthly as was the scream which had preceded her fall it was the lady alice i saw the fact in a moment the lady alice was a somnambulist startled by the noise of my advance she had awakened and the usual terror and fainting had followed she was cold and motionless as death what was to be done if i called the probability was that no one would hear me or if any one should hear but i need not follow the course of my thought as i tried in vain to recover the poor girl suffice it to say that both for her sake and my own i could not face the chance of being found in the dead of night by common-minded domestics in such a situation i was kneeling by her side not knowing what to do when a horror as from the presence of death suddenly recognized fell upon me i thought she must be dead but at the same moment i hear or seem to hear how should i know which the rapid gallop of a horse and the clank of a loose shoe in an agony of fear i caught her up in my arms and carrying her on my arms as one carries a sleeping child hurried back through the corridor her hair which was loose trailed on the ground and as i fled i trampled on it and stumbled she moaned and that instant the gallop ceased i lifted her up across my shoulder and carried her more easily how i found my way to the stair i cannot tell i know that i groped about for some time like one in a dream with a ghost in his arms at last i reached it and descending crossed the hall and entered my room there i placed lady alice upon an old couch secured the doors and began to breathe and think the first thing was to get her warm for she was cold as the dead i covered her with my plaid and my dressing-gown pulled the couch before the fire and considered what to do next End of chapter eight